0: But no, seriously, we're going to talk about thinking outside the box for a few weeks. The Lord kind of led me this direction. It is important what we think about. And what I want to challenge all of us is over the next few weeks, I want to challenge you to increase your expectation for increase. And what I mean is I want you to to expect growth, to expect greater things in your life, to consider your thinking now and expand it. In order to increase our expectations, we have to change our thinking. If we still think the same way, then we're not going to be able to expand our expectations. You know, years ago, I ran across a billboard. I've mentioned this before, but I thought it was so creative. The billboard was for a cremation services. And on the billboard, it had a big old box for a body from a funeral home and and it was just an old pine looking box but it said on there think outside the box and I thought that was so creative and a lot of people would look at it and say I don't get it you know but I thought it was extremely creative it was they had to think outside the box to do the sign that was different it was unique and it stood out to me but the fact is that we must really stretch ourselves. We really have to work to think outside the box because thinking in the box comes naturally. And, and what I mean is I want to focus on this a minute. What is thinking in the box? Well, the box limits our ability to imagine. The box it comes pre-measured. In other words, the box is what it is. So in other words, if you just picture a box up here, yay big, the box is what it is. It's not expandable. And so when we're thinking inside the box, as most people do, then our thinking is limited. When thinking inside the box, it is difficult to imagine bigger. It is difficult to imagine more than what we've already done because we're inside this box. And I think that is the thing that has killed more things with either people pursuing, obeying God, or just things in life, and that is the words, this is what we've always done, or this is the way it's always been. And there are families, literally families, that have carried that from generation to generation to generation to generation, in many different facets, whether it be poverty thinking, and it was carried down and carried down and carried down and carried down, whether it it, it be just a limitation of what you could do in life in any area, and that box was passed down, whether they realized it or not. In other words, the parents and the grandparents put that box on the grandkid or their son or daughter. And how did they do that? Well, they did that by, by not letting them expand their imagination, or giving them reasons why that won't work. And we say, well, we're being a realist. Well, you're, you're, <laughs> I mean, in your own mind, you might think you're being a realist, but the reality is, is that nothing great ever happened by someone saying, huh, everybody's done it that way, and maybe we can fit it in. It doesn't work. Though Somebody had to say, let's break the mold. Somebody had to say, I know it's never been done before, but that doesn't mean it can't be done. Albert Einstein said this. How many of you think he was pretty smart? And, and he said this simple quote. He said, thinking like we always have is what got us where we are. So in other words, it's not going to get us where we are w- want to go. So in other, what is he saying? Where we are is where we are. In other words, this is our thinking inside that box has kept us where we are. So if we want to expand, if we want to do something, then what we're going to have to do, we're going to have to take a peek outside the box. We're going to have to say, I'm not going to be bound by the limits of my current thinking, and so I have to grow. And and that's something, listen to me carefully, everyone, that is something everybody desperately needs. And if there's something in you that just doesn't want to, I don't want to grow. I don't, I'm satisfied with where I am. Then you need to get before God. Everything God is involved with grows. Every, there's nothing stagnant about God. There's nothing that just sits and, and that's just the way it is. Nothing about God is that way. He is creative, inventive. Everything develops and grows and is filled with life. Everything filled with life grows. But anything that doesn't have life is what? Stagnant or going the other direction. You know, you've heard the expression that you can only coast one way, right? Downhill. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes energy to, the, to have the desire to increase and grow, to, to go to another level, to be more than I am now. And we should want that in every area of our life. Let's not, you know, sometimes people could talk about something like this, and the first thing when you talk about increase is dollar signs. It just pops in their mind, like a cartoon type thing. But it's more than that. People can have lots of money and still live in a box in their thinking. They're trapped by, well, the only way I can get something is what? With my money. So if I don't have that money, therefore, what does that say? I can't have that. And see that's right there. You've locked yourself in a box. I really do believe that mankind can be its own worst enemy. We want to blame the devil. We want to blame this and we want to blame that. But the reality is, is that you and your thinking is what's holding you in a particular spot in life. You could almost look at it like bondage. It's almost like this box is on you. You can't see it, but it's there, and it's keeping you from expanding yourself. There are people that won't travel and do different, unique things because of fear. Well, that fear, whether it be, oh, that's too expensive to do it, or I couldn't try that. I mean, who am I? And they come up with all these different excuses. Well, they're all in that box, and they never go anywhere. They never do anything. They've never experienced anything really new, real fresh. I mean, they think going to town, like from here, would be. we went to the big city of Tulsa. That's the big city. Now, I know some of you, yes, Tulsa is bigger than Muskogee, okay? But, I mean, that's not a big city. New York's a big city. There are people that wouldn't even venture in a place like that. Why? Well, because they're in the box. Well, the box says you're going to get robbed. The box says it's too expensive. It's too. It's just too big. It's intimidating. I mean, it's and they can come up with all these things and they they never experience certain things. You know what I'm saying? They never. It's like somebody being afraid to fly. I'm not saying that there isn't something valid in their thinking, but the reality is is that we all know everybody says, what? It's safer to what? Fly than it is to drive. There's much less going on up there. We don't see planes coming down the sky all the time. I mean, that's a very rare thing. And shoot, we've had experiences where, yeah, the plane came down and everybody landed and was fine. The point is, is that it's safe. It's a very efficient way to travel. You can cover a lot more territory. Think about the gospel. Where would we be if it wasn't for the fact of planes being able to take people much, much farther than you could ever go and reach? But the reality is because of a certain thinking, maybe it is in fear, but maybe money is an issue. And they got this box thing, and they just can't get past it. And I'm telling you, poverty is not a lack of money. Poverty is a mind problem. Poverty is a thinking problem. I'm telling you the truth, and I'll I'll give you an example of that in a little bit. But the box, write this down, the box limits your responses to problems and finding solutions. The box limits your responses to problems and finding solutions. Why? Because you're not going to be creative in a box. If you're limited in your thinking and you don't think outside the box, and see, the person... To be honest with you, like in a corporation, a big corporation, you'll see these people that get paid astronomical amounts of money. You know, you can read about, you know. I mean, how many of you would love a million and a half dollar a year salary? You wouldn't say no, but guess what comes with that? See, we don't think, we think. well, there's responsibility that comes with it. There's responsibility, but the reason that person is paid so much, the reason that CEO is paid so much money is that CEO comes up with solutions to problems. He thinks outside the box. And the problem is, and the reason why he's making so much more money than the guy who's filling the box over here on the other side is because he's much more valuable. There's very few of him... There's many people can fill a box. Many people can package a box and deliver a box. But very few people can think outside the box. Very few people can come up with solutions. They only see what's around them, and that's the limit. This is the way we've always done it, is going to limit you. You cannot think outside that. But if you will remove that box, if you will open yourself up, to the Lord, and increase and growth, there's many answers to problems, many answers, solutions that could be had that could solve something and turn things around in no time. But the reality is many people, again, uh, I would say not many people, I would say most people in somewhere in their life, they have a predetermined box in certain areas. They may be doing good in one area, but they put the box on the minute they think about another area. And it limits them. And we don't want to be limited like that. It's like a virtual prison cell in your thought life. (laughs) That's the way we've always done it. That's the way it's supposed to be. Or somebody will say, you know, that's the way it's always worked in the family. That's what happens. This is what... I I remember I was over at some of my family's and uh, I had uh, uh, just a year or two before got glasses on i'm not doing it to look cool i needed the glasses the the family said yep when you turn 40 in this family you get glasses and so what's the expectation when you hear it over and over and over and over it's expected it's expected and so that that seed's being planted well i immediately responded well i appreciate the comment someday i'll take off these glasses and i won't need them anymore I, I'm not going to be restricted and bound by this is what's supposed to happen. What happens every, as we, as we go into winter, what do we have right before that? Commercials left and right about what? Filling your medicine cabinet with all the necessities to get you through the winter ills, Right? And, and so there are many people that have a box and they're thinking that, yep, that's what you do. You go out and you stock up on that kind of stuff because that's what you're going to need and that's what's going to happen. And guess what? They're expecting it. And what happens usually? Exactly what they expect it happens, you know. And so we need to watch our thinking, think about that kind of thing. When your thoughts are restricted to the box, the box voices your limitations, The box voices them. For example, the box would say, you can't do that. I mean, why? Well, that's what you've always heard. That's what you were always thinking. You can't do that. You might hear, no one has ever been successful doing that in this family. No one has ever been successful doing that at this job. And so it restricts us and keeps us from moving out. The box might say, it's too difficult, it's too big, so you don't even bother. And so every time you run across the thought, even though, oh, it looks good, maybe I could do it, the thought overtakes you. It's too big, it's too difficult, just stop and quit. And there are many people right there, it's as far as it goes. Or the box might say, it's too much money, you just can't do that. I know you want it, but you can't have it. Or that the box might say, come on now, what a waste of money. You shouldn't put your money in that. And but that 's what you want that 's your desire, but the box keeps on restricting you and holding you back. You always when you go shopping, you always cheapen everything well that 's that's the, the box is saying this is what you 're supposed to do that 's how you 're supposed to live and so we 're being controlled by thoughts that aren 't necessarily true. you think god 's hung up on gold, diamonds, things like that he 's got heaven paved with this stuff he 's got pearls the size of doors i mean he's got he's got all kinds of things he's not hung up on that yet if a christian has those kind of things then it's wrong i remember hearing a preacher i've never listened to the entire message but i remember the title and the title was would jesus wear a rolex and the thought of the message is can you have nice things you know there's a difference between a christian pursuing the nice things than the nice things pursuing him. You understand the difference? There's a big difference there. My job is to seek first the kingdom of God, not seek first the Rolex. But if I'm seeking first the kingdom of God, what did the Lord say? That all these things you desire, that all these things you need, they would what? They, they come after me if I'm sowing and I'm blessing and I'm, and I'm giving away the nicest watch I have and I, I reap what I sow. And the Bible says that it'll be given back to me, pressed down, shaken together, running over, right? It'll be given back to me more than what I gave than if I gave the highest Timex you could think about, would I just get a Timex back? Think about it for a minute. But is that me? Is it wrong for me to have really nice things? But see, you say that now, but if I were to walk around with a Rolex, and all of a sudden you guys saw me pull up in a Ferrari, and you found out I live in a six $700,000 house, then what would be your thinking? He's getting into the offering. What kind of thing we got going on in this church? What kind of, what kind of funneling is happening here? We doing some money laundering? I know you guys love me, I would never think that, but... I don't know. If I was walking out of a bar, what would be the first thought in your mind? Oh, he went in there to led by the Lord to pray for someone. No, you'd be thinking, "What is my pastor doing in a bar?" Oh my gosh, what a hypocrite. And you'd start to, you know, you what if, what if you caught me walking out of a movie theater? Now, and then all of a sudden on the banner, it had three rated R movies. And now you forgot the one PG one down here, but you saw... the See, the devil's not pointing out the PG one, is he? He's pointing out, Dear Lord, do you know what pastor went to go see this afternoon? Why? You don't know that that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, looks and the devil in our thought life. Wow. And that box thinking that we're not supposed to have certain things. We're not supposed to. I remember a minister that I knew, and he he said that when he was so poor thinking, when he started learning about prosperity and what the Word of God actually said, okay, he wasn't seeking it, he wasn't pursuing it, but obviously he desired to grow and develop. He wanted a nice home for his family. He didn't want to dump He wanted a nice car. Think about what kind of testimony it is. If every single time I stop at a stop sign, a black smoke pours out of the back of the car. Yes, brother, this is Jesus' car. I mean, that's not a good testimony, right? Now, you are where you're at, but the reality is, what should you seek? You should. You seek Him but you desire to increase in areas. Why? Well, if I'm increasing financially, I can give more. I can impact more, right? Well, the reality is that's also going to have an impact on me in my life. Well, this guy, way back when, again, poor thinking, very, very limited thinking, and he also had a ministry that God had it his heart, and it was just the very beginning, and he knew he had to change his thinking. So what he would do is on any off time, him and his wife would go driving around these ritzy neighborhoods, and all he did was look, you know, and what was he doing? He was setting the gauge. He was setting that that desire for something greater. But it has a lot to do with our imagination. You're limited by it. That's why I'm saying let's think outside the box. Let's not limit our thinking. The box stifles creativity. It says you're nothing special. You're not educated enough. The box always has excuses for everything. Jesus told us if I'm not uh, wrong that nothing was impossible if we'd only believe him. So in other words, right there, that removes the box in our thinking. The In-the-box thinking can limit your ability to think bigger. As I said earlier, it puts a restraint on your imagination. Write this down. If you can't imagine it, you can't do it. If you can't imagine it, you can't do it. Now, how do I know that? Well, the Word of God says so. Write down Proverbs 23.7. Proverbs 23.7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. Now, the I like this because the New American Standard Version says this, for as he thinks within himself, so he is. For as he thinks within himself, so he is. So, in other words, you are no more than what you think. You are limited by how you think. Now, I told you I'd give you an illustration of that in thinking bigger. Years ago, when I was, um, I mean, I was probably about, oh, uh 19, 20 when I was given this advice. So it was a long time ago, all right, <laughs> and uh, about 30 years ago. And I-, I remember this associate pastor that we had at the church I was a part of at the time. I've only been a part of a couple churches, and he was a businessman. He came from another city to go to Ramah. The guy knew how to deal with money and big money okay? And he was talking to me and and another young man, and again, I was 19 or 20, and man, I was struggling to think. I mean, think just uh, maybe a buck over minimum wage. I just didn't think anybody would pay me any more than anything like that. And what we were trying to do is do a couple little side businesses to get a little extra money coming in. And so we weren't afraid to work, but we just weren't very creative. So one of the things we did, I had worked one time for a guy on the side part-time cleaning different businesses that he had. He paid me okay, but he was making all the money. I was, remember, when you're working for someone else, you're making them rich, okay? That's it. Just remember that. But anyway, I thought, you know, it wasn't that hard and so what we did was we would go out and we decided to do our own little thing. And that one creative idea I had was, you know, that realtors who are selling houses, <clears throat> sometimes they're selling houses that, that the, the person who owns it isn't around taking care of it anymore. And so I thought, what if we offer cleaning services that will go into that house and we will make it spick and span? And even mow the lawn and, and get it all ready because a lot of these realtors, again, they're dealing with somebody maybe out of state or not near it. And so it, it went really well until I realized that a lot of these houses, the, the electricity wasn't turned on. Well, that presented an issue. <laughs> and then uh, how, do you, how, do you, how do you deal with the floors and some of the cleaning if there's no water available? That was another issue that we didn't anticipate. But thinking outside the box, we came up with some creative solutions for some of these things. But the reality is, is that one of the things that we in our thinking wasn't big enough to demand an amount of money that would make us decent money. In other words, we would kind of take care of our time, but we weren't doing any better than we were in a regular job. And it was because I couldn't think someone will pay me X amount to do the job. Well, I was limited by my thinking, okay? I want you to get this. So this man, again, this is 30 years ago. I'm a 19-year-old punk. And uh, I love the Lord, but I was still a punk. He said, okay, guys, here's what you need to be thinking. You're thinking $10 an hour. And at $10 an hour, believe it or not, back then when minimum wage was just a few dollars an hour, you know, I wasn't actually that bad. $10 an hour was out there some, but he's like, what you needed to do, guys, is think $20 an hour. A $20 an hour at 30 years ago would be pretty good money. I mean, that would have been my dream thing 30 years ago. Shoot, if I really would have got to the 10 30 years ago, probably at that point, I just was very small thinking. I got what he was saying. I started realizing he's right. It's not a matter of a lack of money. It's my thinking. Now, again, listen to the verse with that in mind. For as he thinks within himself, so he is. A person, guys, that is making $50 an hour has no problem imagining themselves making $50 an hour. But yet someone who can't get past $15 an hour. It just doesn't compute. I can't get it that anybody would pay me this. And I've tried to express this to people that just go ask for more. (laughs) Just do it. My wife recently, a place she used to work at, she was very, very valuable. Well, there's a lot of long story when she left there with the whole business thing, but everybody that was there left and started something else. Well, word got back that my wife was you know, helping me at the church and all, and they needed someone they could trust to be able to do a few things. So they asked, could you give us just eight, ten hours a week for a little while to help us straighten some things out? And I told my wife, well, I know they really need the help, and it's, it's, the money isn't really a thing for us, that's not an issue, but I, I, I think it would do a lot for her. I don't mean the money so much as it is just the, the fact that there's so much demand on her, you know what I'm saying? And she could be a big blessing to this business until they get things going. And, and so I told her, okay, here's the deal, though. I won't let you work for any less than this amount. Because if you're not going to help me and you're going to go do that for 10 hours, which is just a, a couple of half days, you know, she still helps me, but I'm like, it's not worth it to me if you don't make at least this amount. And so she's like, I'm not asking for that amount. And I'm like, then don't do it. She kind of kept on hem-hawing about it. Well, she went to a meeting with the guy who owned the thing. They took her out to lunch, and then they kind of, it came out, you know, how much we'd like. And I don't think she said, my husband said, but she said, I was thinking about, the, and she did it very quietly, put it out there. And, and, and the other guy's like, well, I don't know, and the guy who owned it, no, that sounds good to me. Now, what was he thinking? He was thinking bigger than that. You understand? He's thinking more money than that. He's, I'll take it. <laughs> and the other guy who was running things, he's like, well, you know. And she's, no, 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 no. I'll take it. I'll take it. Say why. He was thinking even bigger. Now, it was bigger than what she was willing to go for. But the guy made the comment, you know what, if this thing works out and and you do do this for a little bit, I might just go and increase it because he probably already had something in mind. Now, if she would have went under, undercut it, what is she saying about herself? She doesn't think, high she's not, I said, Lisa, you have something they need that's worth something. You have the solution to their problem. You want to make a lot of money? than find a solution to a problem. Think about the guy with the chip clip. The guy's made millions. It's a lousy little piece of plastic. With Now, how many people probably had taken a clothespin? How many of you have done that? Or something in a baggie at home? You did it all along. But one guy says, wait a minute. <laughs> what if <laughs> we make it wider and we put it out and we market it? People will buy, and guess, made him millions. And he was a Christian, as far as I know. He was. Is, didn't you tell me that? You, I don't know. I thought it was you. Maybe not. I don't know, maybe it was someone else. But I think the guy was a Christian. And God gave him the idea. Everybody, so what did he do? He provided what? A solution to a simple problem. Just a, all these things that you see on these ad for TV things or that kind of thing. It's just that they, pro, they, they provided a solution to a problem. And that's thinking outside the box. Everybody else is in the box except for the one guy with the chip clip. Right? And I mean, it is such a simple, obvious thing. So again, if you can't imagine it, you can't do it. So you'll never go beyond your imagination. Yet if you can imagine it, you can do it. I've said this before in other messages, but if you see failure, every time you look in the mirror, you will not be successful. Or at least success will become hard. But if you see yourself successful, then failure will not be easy. And it's just a matter of changing the way that you think. Our imagination, again, is the key. If we, listen to me carefully, if we change our thoughts, then our actions will change. And that's when you'll see real change. But it all starts with your thoughts, not your actions. It starts in your thinking. This is why it's important to read, confess, meditate on God's word. Look at what the word, expand your thinking because God's word is not bound by your limitations. And so you, you look at what God promises even though it seems like, wow, that's almost too good to be true. The fact is that it's available and the more you meditate on it, the more you confess it, the more you expand your thinking. You realize, you know what? It might seem absolutely unrealistic to earn so much money an hour. But if you keep on meditating in the Word, you can expand your thinking enough to realize, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Instead of focusing on all the reasons why you can't make that much money. And it's just that simple. When I say this, I remember because I was seeking the Lord one time on. I, I had some friends, or I say acquaintances, more not just friends, but acquaintances. You know, I know them. I mean, I worked with them, and I, I knew a couple of them that it just seemed like they thought bigger than me. I mean, I would look at some of the things in their life, thinking, "You're not smarter than me. You have no more education than me. You have no more." In fact, I might think I'm a little bit brighter. I know it's easy to say, but I. But what I mean is I would look at me, and I'd look at them, and I'd think, what did they got As far as I was thinking, you know, they did, they're always asking for help and, you know, this and that, or coming to me. Yet, they made more money than me. They had a nicer house than me. They had a nicer car than me. And I'm thinking, why is that? I'll tell you why. He thinks bigger than me. He thinks, I'm not going to ask for, you know, this is... I'm just making up numbers, guys. I'm not just gonna ask for eighteen dollars an hour. I'm gonna ask for twenty-five. He thinks twenty-five, not eighteen. Now that the issue is is that what? That's drawn to him. That's that's a possibility for him. That's where he's moving. But if I can't think pat no one will pay me more than this, then guess what? I won't even try. I won't even think about it. I won't even I won't even pray the possibility because I hit a limit, and that limit is my thinking. Now, I'm just using money as an example, but it could be any area of life. It doesn't matter what it is, anything. We need to make sure that there's no limits placed on us. Listen, always remember this in life, that God is never going to ask you to do something that you are capable of. He's always going to ask you to do something that you need to trust Him, that you need to think a little bit bigger, that you need to put yourself out there. That's why we want to increase our capacity to think bigger, because we'll never grow. We will never expand. We'll never be able to do more. God wants to do great things through you. However, listen, God is limited by your thinking. God has great plans for each and every one of us, but He is limited By our thinking. Remember, for as a person thinks within, so is he. So this is why the Lord wants us to grow. He wants our our thinking to increase and grow so that our capacity to believe him on the inside grows. But we can't have one without the other. Your thinking is critical. I want to look at a couple scriptures with you. We'll use the screen. And I want you to practice what we talked about tonight. And what I mean is meditate on the Word of God, memorize these two scriptures. And one of them is a little bigger than the other, but I want you to meditate on them, and I want you to memorize them and confess them. I I want to look this up, Psalms 115, 12 through 16. I really like this when I've used this before, but it says, look with me on there, The Lord has been mindful of us. Right there is a good thing. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. Say that with me. The Lord has been mindful of me. He will bless me. See, that's part of you confessing, making a confession out of this. Now look what it says. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. He will bless me. Amen? Say it with me. He will bless me. Now, look what it says in verse 14. May the Lord give you increase more and more. Now, how many know more and more is a lot? Is increase a good word? But see, here we are taking, God does this all the time. He says increase more and more, okay? More and more. We're talking multiplication here. Increase more and more you and your children may you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth, the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. Is everything on this earth belong to us? It says it right there, does it not? That the earth, he gave us dominion over the earth. Now what's in the earth? All the resources for everything, right? They're yours. In other words, that's why, if you ever notice, when we pray, we don't pray uh, regarding the finances of the church. Pray and ask God the Father for it. We don't do that. What we do is we claim our rights and privileges in Christ, that we have been given dominion, we have the name of Jesus, and that what does it say right there? The earth he has given to us. That means everything in the earth, right? Right? I mean, he's, God's not printing money from heaven and passing it down. Okay, it's all here on the earth. And so, what we do is say, in the name of Jesus, we claim whatever it is we're believing for from this earth. Now, angels, go get it, bring it in. Satan, let go of it, because who's who's our obstacle? Who's the one trying to hold on to it? The devil. He's the, he's the one trying to keep it from you. So you say, you let it go in Jesus' name. He has no choice to let it go. Angels, go bring it in. We're expecting. Amen? I'm expecting it. Amen? Now, right there is a great verse for you guys, I mean, it's verses to get a hold of. And Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. I was going to give you several, but I decided to limit it to these two. Ephesians 3, 20. Now, to him who is able to do, now look at these words, exceedingly abundantly above. I love that. I mean, there's such big words and yet he compiles them just like he did increasing more and more exceedingly is already exceedingly. And then he says exceedingly abundantly. And then he says above that. I mean, think about that. Those are big thinking words. And some of you, yeah, you know, I've seen that verse. That's a tremendous verse. Well, let's go farther than that and say, look what it says. I want you to catch this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or, what does it say? Think. Now will you ever ask for something you didn't think about? Well, why? Because you didn't think about it. Right? <laughs> Remember that time I told you guys I prayed for, for $10? And then it came in and I'm like... Why didn't I ask for 20? Why? I didn't think big enough. I, I didn't think about it. So, in other words, is our thinking the priority here? Because I can't ask for something I didn't think about. Now, another word for this is above all, exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. Imagine. So, what do we need to do? We need to imagine bigger. Or we just stay right where we're at. Remember what Albert Einstein said. If we do what we've always done, we think the same way, and we don't change anything, then why would we expect anything different? But if we want to see a change, if we want to see growth, if we want to see increase, something needs to change. If I owned a business, for example, and I want to see change, is change going to come just because I pray? No, because why? Listen to me carefully faith without actions is what dead so what would be the action to that situation change well lord what do you want me to change what do i need maybe i need to think differently maybe there's something super creative my my daughter works for a business she's manages a haircut salon or whatever you call those places okay she manages the place all right and and she is uh, works for a guy who owns several of them and and I've given her a lot of ideas I was like you know you guys if you did this and this and this and this you would bring in constant business but the problem is the guys in a corporate mindset this is the way we've always done it in other words this is the stamp this is ch-chung, 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 ch-chung. why is every McDonald's alike because one, McDonald's is successful. Let's just rubber stamp the success. But have you ever traveled and run into that occasional McDonald's that blows you away? It was super clean, they were super friendly, the food was hot and fresh, as good as hot and fresh could be at McDonald's. But I I don't know about you, but when I, and some of you are like, no, I've never actually seen one like that. They're all pretty much the same, you know, (laughs) but I have traveled enough and extensively enough, uh, especially when my kids were a little bit little because that was big with the kids, you know, Uh, we'd go in there and my wife and I would be like, this is different. This McDonald's I've noticed was busy even at three in the afternoon on a Saturday. Now go to a normal McDonald's three in the afternoon Saturday, what are you going to find? couple of kids playing in there, maybe a person or two, or just gabbing, having coffee. But this place was full. Full. And it was clean. And it was neat. And I started watching. They had someone that's all they did was picked up stuff immediately. Cleaned a table immediately when someone got up. Picked up trash immediately. Take care of the bathroom immediately. I noticed that the people that were working were super friendly, engaging, and fun, and What I mean, if the food was great. And I realized my experience now was that the average McDonald's? No, they were exceptional. Let me ask you a question why not be exceptional at everything? Why settle for less? Chick fil A in general is exceptional. They're not even open on Sundays and they're making more money, they're not even open all night. But these other restaurants are open all night, seven days a week. They never shut down, and they're scratching their head. I don't understand why they're doing so good. Now you could say, immediately you could say, well, that's because they're Christians. No, it isn't. It's because they're walking their talk. You don't have to be a Christian to do that. The principles of the Word of God will work for a sinner just as much as they'll work for a Christian. The thing is, these Christians are actually doing what they should be doing. And they're making you feel welcome. You know what I'm saying? They're making you, there's a different vibe there. You know what I'm saying? My point is, why not be exceptional? Amen? Amen. Praise God.